It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. On today's show, the Oklahoma City Thunder are trying to find out what the ceiling is for Chet Holmgren, Josh Giddy. And we're going to try to do that as well on today's podcast. We've got your takes on those two questions. Plus, how do you grade the 2022 NBA draft class for the, th- for the Thunder? And what's in store for OKC after Chet Holmgren just dominates in the Pro-Am circuit? All this and more coming up on today's Lockdown Thunder podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, media member, and editor-in-chief over at thunderousintentions.com, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LOTHUNDERPOD. Email the show, LOTHUNDERPOD at gmail.com. On today's show, we will dive into your takes on the Thunder with a special polling edition of Lockdown Thunder. I put out on Twitter a bunch of poll questions for you in a thread. You all voted on these questions and your answers. We're going to break down your responses to this as well. Now, also, we're going to get to Jalen Brown's situation in Boston and what the Thunder can learn from that, as Chet Holmgren also dominates in the Pro-Am circuit in Seattle with Paulo Bencaro. How did that go over the weekend? So a lot to get to today. Uh, Thank you so much for making Lockdown Thunder your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball. And let's dive into your poll questions and your poll results. So I posed these questions on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. You all voted on them, and we're going to break down how you think that everything fares. So the question number one was, how would you grade the 2022 Thunder draft class? As a reminder, that would be Chet Holmgren, Jalen Williams out of Santa Clara, Usman Jang, and then Jalen Williams out of Arkansas. Those of you that voted A, it was 81%. 
17% of you voted B, and then 1% voted C, and 1% voted D. I'm going to cast away the D result, because to me, that's just a bit harsh. And it was only 1% anyway. C is 1% as well, but it's it would be fair if somebody wanted to say it was a C, just because that would mean you don't believe in Usman Jang's potential and you don't believe that Jalen Williams is um, going to even make a second contract, which those are two takes that even if you don't agree with, they're not totally outlandish. To me, this was a really good draft class, and I like the balancing act that Sam Presti tried to do by taking Chet Holmgren, who is this kind of boom guy that could hit heights we've never seen before in the NBA and, and revolutionize the sport, revolutionize a position, and revolutionize your organization. I like taking the shot at number two, even after the more safer option fell in Jabari Smith, and, and the number one player on my board fell in Jabari Smith. But they still did not take him. They took Chet Holmgren. They bet on their environment. They bet on their organization to develop him, and they want to see him become a 7-1 you know, unicorn that can play guard and, and, and can shoot the ball and can do all these different things. I love the Jalen Williams draft pick. He was fantastic uh, in the pre-draft process. He was great at the combine. He was great in private workouts. He was great in the interview setting, both with teams and with the media. And he looked the part in summer league as well. I love the Jalen Williams pick. So if you are just super high in this class and want to vote it as an A, I don't think you're a complete homer. Because if you voted A, that obviously means that you think that Usman Jang can produce at a high clip and can be a starting level player or better with OKC, especially after the acquisition of Chip England, who is going to be, of course, the league's premier shooting coach and is going to attempt to allow Jang to find his shooting stroke. And if you have a 6'11 guy who can shoot the ball, score all three levels, facilitate and play defense, that's a really, really good pick. I think that everyone kind of agrees that the Jalen Williams pick is just kind of an eh, Jalen Williams out of Arkansas. Um, It's a kind of a prove it pick. And it's also kind of a no risk, no reward type of pick in the sense of if he doesn't make that second contract, which if I had to bet money on it right now, honestly, I would bet against him making a second contract in OKC. If he doesn't get to that second contract, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really derail you at all by any means. Uh, it would be more disastrous, of course, for Chet Holmgren, Jalen Williams, or Usman Jane to fail than Jalen Williams to fail. So that's why I give it a B. I think you could have taken a better swing at 34 than Jalen Williams. I think with Usman Jang, you've got to give them credit for taking the high swing. But again, there might have been a better pick on the board than Usman Jang for three first-round picks. So I give it a B because I still think that Chet Holmgren was the best pick at two. I still think Jalen Williams was a great pick at 12. And I do think that you have to trust in Presti that he sees a mold. He's been scouting Usman Jang since he was 16 years old. He's seen Usman Jang go from a guard in a traditional guard body, like 6'3", to a guard at 6'11". So he's seen his natural progression of his life and of his career in basketball to where I do feel confident that Sam Presti believes he can put Usman Jang in a position with this coaching staff, with Chip England, with the organization, to reach his potential. And if those three lottery picks reach their potential, this is a slam dunk draft class no matter what happens in Jalen Williams. But the risk of not all three panning out is what bumps it down from an A to a B for me. But I, I don't think it's outlandish to call it an A. Uh, I can see where a cynic would call it a C. I kind of land at a B for, for me. So I agree with the 17% of you that said it was a B. But 
I don't begrudge the 81% of you who thought it was an A draft class. So that was kind of the first question. So that's kind of how this thing goes. We're going to ask the question. We're going to read your responses and then see where we fall on the discussion. The only the only point here I wouldn't agree with is anyone who voted for it to be a D, which I'm no mathematician, but I think that'd be like one vote or whatever. It's not a D draft class by any means. If you want to look glass half empty, for sure, you could you could spin it towards a C. Uh, but I would lean it's closer to an A than a C. As I land on B, if I had to tilt one way or the other from B, I would tilt toward the A position, but I would right now call it a B for this draft class. I just think that Chet Holmgren is going to be special. I think that Jalen Williams is going to be, at, at the very worst, a solid starting level player. And again, starting level player, who gets announced as a starter for the first five minutes of a game is going to be up in the air forever. Like That's just kind of how it works. You only have a few guys who are solidified in that starting group. Uh, but he is going to be good enough to start his entire career, I believe. And so I, I just think that that's a really good pick. And then you've got to bank on this environment to develop Usman Jang. The only pick that I just don't have any hope for is Jalen Williams. I think that Jalen Williams is going to be, you know, a nice 8, 9, 10 guy in your rotation who comes in, does the dirty work, um, and, and is just a guy who can maybe set a tone if, if a game gets kind of scrappy or a game gets kind of physical. Maybe he can come in there and, and mix it up and be physical. I love his uh, I love his passing out of the high post. I love his outlet passing as well. And, of course, he's able to draw the most charges in the, in the NCAA, and he's carried that over to the NBA so far in summer league. And so he obviously can play uh, defense and get in position down low. But that's kind of the areas where, where I like his game. And then who knows? Maybe Chip England can make him a jump shooter as well. And maybe he can he can find a way to score on the perimeter, and that unlocks a whole new side of his game. He's got time to prove it. Again, if I had a bet right now, though, I wouldn't bet that he'll – survive longer than this contract in OKC, but he will he has the chance, and that's all you can really ask for if you are a young player. Now, moving on to the next questions, we're going to dive into what does Chet Holmgren's ceiling look like? What does Josh Giddey's ceiling look like? Will Shea Gilles-Alexander make the All-Star game this year, and how would you grade Mark Dagnott so far as the head coach of the Oklahoma City Thunder? For me, we can answer that question right now. 58% of you would grade him as an A, 40% of you would grade him as a B, and 2% of you would grade him as a C. I did not even give the option to vote D or F because that's just ridiculous. There's no way you can have him on a failing grade. He's been fantastic as a head coach. So for me, I have Mark as an A so far in his career. I think he's done everything perfectly. You forget the record. The record stuff in terms of like comparing him to Scott Brooks and comparing him to Billy Donovan – yeah, he doesn't have Kevin Durant. He's not Russ Westbrook. Like he's, he doesn't have these superstars. But I feel very confident in what we've seen from Mark so far in his career that he is a better coach than Billy Donovan. He's a better coach than Scott Brooks. He just hasn't gotten to show it yet. And I believe that when he gets to the playoffs, when this team arrives there, he will then be viewed in the same ilk as a Taylor Jenkins, in the same ilk as a Monty Williams, in the same ilk as a... Nick Nurse. Like, I think that he's that kind of coach. And that pathway is not crazy. Nick Nurse, same path. G League coach, head coach, went to a team that got that got to the playoffs, and then all of a sudden he's branded a genius. Taylor Jenkins went up to, to the head coaching spot uh, from an assistant coaching spot with Memphis, got to the playoffs, young team, genius, right? Monty Williams bounces around a little bit, goes to, goes to the Suns, gets them cooking a little bit after this Chris Paul trade. So, like, the pathway's there, and the, and the pathway is similar to, of course, Nick Nurse, who was the G League coach. And I believe he was the G League coach of the year as well, um, Nick Nurse was, and then goes to Toronto, 
wins them a title because they had Kawhi Leonard and everything. But even more so, he made his mark. And this is where I think that it's going to be more comparable to Mark. Even though they had Kawhi, and even though they made that all-in trade, Nick Nurse still got a ton of credit for leaving his mark all over that Raptors championship run. And that changed the whole perception. Think about how difficult that is as a head coach. For you not to just be cast to the side and, and, and the narrative not just be, well, they got Kawhi, so of course they won. There were a little bit of people doing that, but by by and large, the actual diehard NBA fans gave a lot of credit to what Nick Nurse was able to do and still do that because of his defensive schemes and how he can game plan for you, especially in the postseason. I think that that's what we're going to see about Mark whenever the team gets there. I could be wrong, but I just don't see how you can grade Mark anything lower than a B uh, in his day-to-day operations, and I just love what we've seen from him schematically. So I would put him at an A. That is my uh, grade for Mark Williams. But let's get into those other questions coming up. But first, I want to say right now, my good friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a fantastic protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the pro- use the code LOCK15, get 15% off your next order. Folks, you can use Built Bar pre-workout or post-workout or even as a meal replacement or a snack. It is filling. It is good. Uh, it is going to get you energy and get you rocking and rolling. So check them out today. They have brand new flavors like coconut, like like cookie, brownie, dough, chunk, puffs. They're only 160 calories with a whopping 15 grams of protein in them as well. Go to BuiltBar.com right now. Try the new cookie dough chunk puffs. They're covered in 100% real chocolate. That means that they're healthy and tasty. Chocolate-covered cookie dough with a light, fluffy texture. It is so good. Check it out today. Built.com. Promo code LOCK15, 15% off of your next order. Built.com. Promo code LOCK15, 15% off of your next order. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on. Must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. We are back on the Locked On Thunder podcast. On the Locked On podcast network. Your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles, you can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. You can follow the show on Twitter at LLThunderPod. Email the show at LLThunderPod at gmail.com. Let's continue diving into your poll questions. Now, if you like this format of an episode where I take kind of the, the granular take of, the, of, of you, the listeners, and rebrand it into a podcast, let me know, and we'll do this more often. But this was kind of just an idea I had over the weekend that I wanted to see if it would work out in a podcast. So let's talk about the burning question. If Chet Holmgren reaches his ceiling, whatever you think his ceiling is, if he reaches his ceiling, what does that mean? What type of player will he be? I gave you the option of superstar, star, all-star, and solid starter. To me, your ceiling for Chet Holmgren cannot be lower than a solid starter. And even that's ridiculous, right? The ceiling, the, the best he can be. 
It's not going to be worse than a solid starter. And only 1% of you voted solid starter. Let's take that option out. Now we're left with superstar, star, and all-star. How do we break these categories down? For me, a superstar is like, you know, LeBron. It's like MJ. A superstar is a player of that caliber. Luka, I would say, is a superstar. Guys who are in that category of being a one-man band and can lead a team to the conference finals by themselves and can just do everything on the floor, right? And it's hard to distinguish a superstar versus a star. And so to me, it gets kind of difficult, but that's kind of my rough outline of what a superstar is versus a star. A superstar, LeBron. A star, still a really good player, still can lead your franchise, but he's not going to do it alone. He's going to need some help. Maybe a Paul George, because I I think that Paul George should be considered better than an all-star at his peak. And, you know, but not quite a superstar. Just taking on the court performance in this, uh, of course, not shoe sales or anything like that. So that's kind of the distinguishing factor. I think that an all-star is too low for his ceiling because I think that there's a ton of people who are considered an all-star, like Jante Murray. I mean, if, if you ask around, he would be considered an all-star level player because uh, guess what, folks? He is a really, really good player and is a one-time all-star. So, like, I think that it's too low for Chet to say his ceiling is an all-star level player because I think his ceiling is higher than what DeJounte Murray is, for example. Now, is it fair to say his ceiling is superstar? Or are we now down to his ceiling being a star? This is where things get dicey because I think if he hit his number one ceiling potential, the one percentile of his potential, like the, like, like the one of one, if you could close your eyes right now, imagine what in your wildest dreams Chet Holmgren could, Chet Holmgren could become, he'd be a superstar. And that's the question. So I don't begrudge anyone for saying his ceiling is superstar, which 73% of you did. 18% of you said he was going to be a star. I think that those 18% of you say he's going to be a star. In your wildest imagination, that's what you think a 7-1 guy can be, is a star, not a superstar. And I don't begrudge you. I think if Chet Holmgren was, you know, a guard, for example, like a traditional guard, then a lot more of you 18%ers would say superstar, because it's just more... It's just more it's just more conducive or just easier to envision guards being superstars than 7-1 lengthy big men, right? So I, I don't begrudge you at all. So I would say we rule out everything but star and superstar when talking about potential and, and reaching his ceiling. We're not talking about projection of what we think will happen. We're saying, hey, in this hypothetical world, the ceiling was hit by Chet Holmgren. I'm from the future. I'm from 20 years from now. I come back to you and tell you today, hey, Chet Holmgren, he hit his ceiling. He was everything you could ever dream of and then some. He was his top one percentile. That means he's a superstar to me. Now, can he reach that ceiling is the question. Can he get there is the question. But but 73% of you think that he will be a superstar if he reaches his potential. Uh, Next question. Will Shea Gillis-Alexander be an all-star this year? Another one. I think that Shea's an all-star type of player. He just hasn't made an all-star game yet, uh, to go back to that last conversation. Um... Uh, 65% of you said yes. 33% of you said no due to team performance, and 2% of you said no, others deserve it more. 
I agree with these results in the sense of that 2% throw them out. I don't think that I don't think that the reason Shea won't make the All-Star game will be because others are ahead of him and others deserve it more based on play. I think if he doesn't make the All-Star game, it's due to team performance. So now it comes down to the question of we can rephrase it, will the Thunder be good enough around Christmas through the beginning of February whenever these, this voting timeline typically happens? Will they be good enough during that portion of the season to propel SGA to the All-Star game? And in my opinion, I'll say yes, because I think that there's a lot of narratives involved also. Everyone around the NBA understands Shea is an all-star level player. Shea is a is a player that deserves to be in an all-star game. Everyone agrees. Even the national media agrees with that. And so I don't think that the Thunder record would be so disastrous that it's inexcusable to put him in. Therefore, I believe that he'll get in based on, well, we've kept him out the last couple of years and he really deserves it. And the Thunder aren't that bad. They've improved a lot since last year. They're on a, they're on a pace to win however many games. Let's put him in. Because I think that obviously this will be before the Thunder pivot, if they decide to pivot this season. So I will say that, yes, this is the year he's an all-star and I agree with the 65% of you. But I do I, I do understand the no's votes for team performance because there, there's a chance that the record doesn't improve all that much, even though they're going to be playing better quality of basketball. So I, I don't begrudge either answer here, yes or no. But I do think that narrative plays a part in it. The improvement in the win record that I expect to have happening, but you know, in that time frame of December to February, I, I will say with all that factored in, he will make the All-Star game this year. And especially with the back order, so to say, of, hey, you kind of already should have been an All-Star. So coming up, let's talk Josh Giddy ceiling. Same question as, as Chet Holmgren. What would that mean for him? All coming up on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. We are back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Stiles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Stiles. Follow the show on Twitter at LL Thunderpod. Thank you for making Lockdown Thunder your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball. For your second listen, get up to date on the latest news, rumors in the NBA in just 30 minutes every single day with Lockdown NBA. That's Lockdown NBA, your daily NBA update in just 30 minutes, anywhere you get your podcast from, including YouTube or any other pod-catching platform. So, same thing here with Lockdown Thunder. We're on YouTube, we're on Spotify, we're on Apple, anything else you get your podcast from, go check us out, Lockdown Thunder. Let's continue on with this polling results. So my question about Chet was repurposed for Josh Giddy, and I phrase it like this. Let's say Josh Giddy hits his ceiling and everything works out, including Chip England improving Josh Giddy's jump shot. Will he become a superstar, a star, an all-star, or a solid starter? 5% of you said solid starter. Once again, I agree with the majority of the audience to, to reject that notion. He doesn't need the jump shot and ceiling to become, a, to become a solid starter. If he hits his ceiling, he's past a solid starter, in my opinion. 
Now, here's a tough distinction for Josh Giddy. Superstar, 25%. I am going to take superstar out of the equation for Josh Giddy as much as I love him. Again, the superstar bar is just super high. So and then we still have star and all-star on the table. So I have erased 25% of the vote that voted superstar. 25% of you voted superstar, uh, you know, like 2% of you voted solid starter. Now we're left with star and all-star. All-star is 28%. Star is 45%. For me, I think that his ceiling is a star. My projection would be an all-star level player. Because technically, if Chip England makes a huge improvement into Josh Giddy's jump shot and, and, and Chip England allows him to shoot 38% for his career, uh, you know, uh, from three uh, from this point forward and allows him to have years where he's shooting 44% from three as Kawhi Leonard did at age 24th Spurs under Chip England, then yeah, he's going to be a, a star level player. That's obvious. The thing for Josh Giddy is, if I was projecting again, if he just shoots 34, 35%, he's going to be an all-star. So if I'm projecting, I'm saying all-star. But if I'm if I'm guaranteed that he hits his ceiling with Chip England, I'm saying that 45% star is more likely. So those are my two answers for Josh Giddy. The last question of these polling uh, results. I asked you to predict the Thunder this year. Will they finish bottom five in the league? Will they finish in the middle of the lottery? Will they finish in the late lottery? Will they finish in the playoffs or the play-in? Lowest answer on the board. This is by far our most competitive poll. Lowest answer on the board. Playoff, play-in. 14% of you said playoff, play-in. Late lottery to bottom five, both had 19%. So, So that is split down the middle of who thinks will be bottom five, who thinks OKC will be late lottery. The highest answer on the board was 48% mid-lottery. I agree with the majority of you. I think that this team will be mid-lottery. Don't think they're going to be bottom five. Don't think they're going to be considered late lottery. They're just going to be in that middle tier. I do think that this is the hardest one to project in the sense of we just don't know what Sam Presti is going to do because they could easily pivot after the All-Star break, go 0-10 in a stretch, and then kind of alter the true results of what's going to happen. So if counting, you know, accounting for all of that, all the, all the possible obstacles, injuries, um, observations, you know, and uh, kind of discourse and decoursing of the, the Sam Presti plan, if it happens, I will say mid-lottery is where I think that this team will land as of right now. 48% of you agree with mid-lottery, uh, and then again, 19% say late, 19% say bottom, and then 14% of you say play-in or playoffs. Uh, I think that this team's ceiling, you know, top-of-the-line ceiling, if they just played everything out straight up and they just let it ride for the whole season, I think that this team's ceiling is like a seven seed in the playoffs, which is still a play-in tournament, obviously. Um, I think that this team's floor, if they just played it all out and didn't do anything else, I think that this team's floor is like, you know, you look on Tankathon right now and, and you see the Thunder at about you know, six or seven, if they just play this all out straight up, no alterations, you know, that, that is their floor. So they'll probably end up about eight, you know, it's somewhere in the middle of those two things, the floor and the ceiling. Uh, but we'll see how they actually pivot and how they actually navigate this season. Uh, one thing's for sure though, this season will be fun. I, I've been asked this a lot and I can't really do it for you. I can't really pinpoint the win loss record. I can't really pinpoint 
the motive for this year. This year will be fun, though. If you've been checking out because the team's been tanking or the team's not been good, I understand that, but come on back. Come on back to the Thunder side. Watch the Thunder this year. Pay attention this year because the Thunder are going to be exciting to watch, and they're going to you know, be a team you want to invest in because you're going to get to see these guys grow up. You're going to get to see these guys develop into who will be watching the playoffs in a couple of years as Thunder fans. So get on board right now. This is going to be because this is going to be a fun season to watch, unlike the last few seasons. I can admit, two years ago, the end of the year was terrible to watch. I can admit, last year, the end of the year was just no reason to watch. This year, no matter how they pivot, no matter what their win loss record is, there will be a reason to watch every single night. They have too many fun players. They they can't possibly sit everyone on the roster. Therefore, there'll be a fun player to watch on the court every single night. So that's why I'm excited about this year for the Thunder. And I think that that move is coming. And you're going to want to get in on this before that before the explosion of the fan base. Because I believe that in 2023, we're going to see a blockbuster move by the Thunder in the offseason. So get in before that. Watch this team grow. This will be a fun season. We'll get into Chet Holmgren's Pro-Am and the um, Jalen Brown saga tomorrow on Locked on Thunder, plus your mailbag questions. So... Drop them in the comment section down below on Twitter, on uh, YouTube. Drop them on Twitter at Ryland underscore styles. Email them, lothunderpod at gmail.com. And until tomorrow for a mailback episode, be good and be good to one another. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.